The following program is paid for and presented by Tony Mart Presents. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. Hey, how's everybody doing out there? Welcome to Tony Mart Presents Music, Food, Fun, and Travel. Let the good times roll. And they are rolling, and they are really going to roll this year. We cannot tell you how excited we are about all the great things that are happening. Almost every month, we're going to be revealing new things and exciting things and lots of fun and lots of great free shows and low-cost shows that are world-class entertainment uh, in a day when, you know, you can spend thousands of dollars on concert tickets if you're so inclined. Um, We want to welcome you all. We love being here with you and we thank you for making our show uh, so highly rated here on WPG 1450 AM. We want to thank Chris Coleman, uh, who is uh, such a great guy and great producer to work with here. And um, it's Mardi Gras. Well, it's Carnival. And it started last week on the 6th. The Epiphany uh, is the day that the pre-Lenten celebration around the world called Carnivale or Carnival or Carnival, as they say in New Orleans, right there, it's Carnival, is started. And it's a short Carnival season this year. So Mardi Gras coming, and it won't be long, y'all. Aiko, Aiko, Aie. Of course, Mardi Gras ends, uh, is the ending of the Carnival season. And that's very early this year, February 13th. Early Easter, early Ash Wednesday, early Mardi Gras day. Tuesday, Fat Tuesday, February 13th. Uh, And uh, we're rolling with it now. And there's nobody better to to celebrate with than our dear friend down in New Orleans, uh, Johnny Sansone. Uh, who is intimately involved in the African-American Mardi Gras Indian celebration. Uh, You know, the black Mardi Gras centers around the crew of Zulu, which parodies the old blue blood crew of Rex, and the Mardi Gras Indian story, which we will get to. Uh, But before uh, we mention that, I did want to... um, Uh, simply say that um, uh, we will be celebrating Mardi Gras in July in Summers Point and um, we'll be celebrating Jersey Gumbo. These are some dates. We're going to have a calendar of dates coming out. Uh, The Grizz and I, Terry Vizzoni, uh, our media uh, director, we're going to put out a full uh, calendar that takes us through September. Uh, but one of the big dates on that calendar is Jersey Gumbo. This year we expect to have uh, 15 to 20 chefs at least, and one of those chefs will be with us this afternoon, uh, I mean later in the program this afternoon, the great Phil Gormley from Smithville, where it's warm and cozy and there's wintertime specials at what is probably the best fine dining restaurant on the mainland uh, in Atlantic County. 
So we're getting ready for all of that. And Mardi Gras in July will be the 5th of July after we celebrate the 4th of July. And we have a big surprise for that one. We're not quite ready to announce yet, but uh, it's going to be a big holiday week for us. Uh, We have a, a show on Wednesday, the 3rd of July on the boardwalk. We have July 4th celebration, as is customary and annual, on the beach in Summers Point. And on the 5th of July, we're going to do July, Mardi Gras in July, as part of that weekend that ends on Monday the 8th with Jersey Gumbo. I have a really great treat for you. Uh, We're going to be um, hosting for the first time one of the great stars of Bourbon Street for a long time. I wish I could remember the name of that club, man, on Toulouse and Bourbon, uh, where he always used to play. Uh, famous corner of Toulouse and Bourbon. You know, I'm going to get Toulouse on Toulouse Street, and uh, we will we will come up with it at some point. Waylon Thibodeau is one of the finest Cajun fiddlers in the world. And he came up entertaining and playing for 30-plus, probably closer to 40 years on and off on Bourbon Street. And he knows how to party. Party on stage, as they used to say at Tony March, and put on a show. And this is a special treat. He was a star of Pat Benoit's Voice of the Wetlands All-Stars as was Johnny Sansone, who will be with us in just a few minutes. Uh, And um, he is going to be part of another big celebration. I I want everybody to know that now that I I left my profession uh, that I had in the medical legal field for all those years, I've been working very hard and putting together some really special and spectacular shows. And we're going to just start announcing and announcing. And uh, today we're talking about Mardi Gras in July with the great Waylon Thibodeau on the beach in Summers Point. And then we're also talking about um, the last waltz, which we are going to uh, discuss with Johnny Sansone and Jersey Gumbo on Monday, July 8th. All of these dates will be coming out at you. In the meantime, though, before we get to Johnny, just a quick funny story. The first parade uh, of Mardi Gras was one of these crazy, broken-down, drunken debauchery in the French Quarter, all kinds of things like you've never seen nowhere ever, called the Joan of Arc Parade. And... um, Unfortunately, the lead float broke down. Okay, they just have these little throw-together parade floats. You know, it's not like the big, massive, unbelievable floats of Endymion and Bacchus and uh, Zulu and Rex and all of those. Uh, It's just a little craziness going through the streets of the quarter. Well, the first float, I think it was, caught on fire. But what happened? Everybody rushed from the crowd and poured their beers on the float and put out the fire. <laughs> Welcome to New Orleans, Cher. Mardi Gras coming, and it won't be long, y'all. The Joan of Arc Parade. I want to thank Circle Liquor Store for being so great to us. We have a uh, 501c3 called Tony Mark Cares, 
and we are able to do events. We are able to do the Tony Mark Cafe run by Tony Mark Cares, our uh, 501c3. And we do all of that thanks to the sponsorship and generosity of Circle Liquor Store. It is incredible what they do for the people and for everyone. And for those of you that are not hip to it, you should really get hip to it. Go over to Circle, meet the people, say hello, make sure you have your um, your club card, and you know who you need to know. They're open every day from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. And with all the uh, all of the NFL playoffs right now is the best time of the year for NFL the playoffs. You know, Circle is certainly great. You can check out the uh, the craft beers and the micro brews. Uh, you know, all the winter brews are coming out now, and also the European beers that they have tremendous selections. You know, the stouts and the red ales, the Irish and the British. Uh, these are, it is great, uh, the uh, uh, the Belgians. This is a great time of year for those kind of beers. And Circle has an immense uh, selection. Jordan, the craft beer guy, uh, JM, the big guy, they know what to do. They also have the latest cocktails in a can, the latest seltzers. Every distributor in New Jersey wants their product at Circle. So Circle has it or Circle can get it in 48 to 72 hours, and that's service. But if you're into the wines or the, the fine liquors, uh, uh, Chester Malloy is a great guy to get the wine master there, and uh, Chester is um, so impressive and so knowledgeable, and uh, we love we love him and we love his wines, and I, I guarantee you, I'm going to be spending a lot of time in uh, late July around my birthday with our next guest. And we will be prevailing upon Chester Malloy, the wine master at Circle Liquor Store, because we can drink some wine in July uh, when it comes to the party. And, you know, as Papa Funk from the Neville Brothers said, cool, cool wine on Mardi Gras Day. <laughs> bio on the bio. Anyway, um, um, we'll get back to Circle in a little bit, but Johnny is on the line from New Orleans, and I don't want to keep him waiting, but before I have him there, I just want to say most of you know how great Johnny Sansone is. You have seen him perform many times uh, in Atlantic City and uh, in Summers Point at the Delaware Festivals, Philly, North Jersey, New York, uh, and uh, we love Johnny. He is one of the world's greatest Louisiana songwriters, singer-songwriters, and one of the world's greatest blues harmonica players. Absolutely up there in the top ten of the best blues harmonica players. And if you ask any of the other great harmonica players, they will all say, yeah, Johnny. And, of course, we've seen him in front of 30,000 people at the Jazz Fest and um, Voice of the Wetlands All-Stars. But we have a lot of history together, and we're going to get right to that and talk about the Mardi Gras and talk about the last waltz coming to South Jersey and the Tony Mark legacy. And Levon Helm, 
with whom Johnny played many times in New Orleans. Johnny, thank you so much for taking time to be with us, brother. Hey, Carmen, thanks for the kind words there. I appreciate that. Nice to be uh, on the airwaves with you. I was thinking about all that time you spent with us at uh, Levon Helms Classic American Cafe and how much you and Joe Crown and Luther Canton all played at Levon Helms. Uh, it's really great for me to be able to say to people that your career is really soaring. You have... Uh, international management and representation, and you're going to be playing even more dates in Europe, more dates across the United States and around the world. And, and there is nobody I can think of more deserving, great guitarist, great singer-songwriter, tremendous performer, and uh, what did I forget? The accordion. You're going to be playing accordion on the last waltz, Johnny. we got to get your accordion up here, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. How's it feel, Johnny? Well, we're, uh, we're on the right path. Um, it, takes, it takes years to uh, figure, uh, figure out this. As soon as you think you're getting somewhere, you get knocked back down. You know, we, we all got knocked back down from the whole COVID thing and everything, but you start lining things up and you're putting records out and you, you're hoping for the best and writing songs. And, uh, you just want to get them to the people that, you know, that you're proud of the music and you want people to hear it. Um, it's, it's hard to make that connection. So, uh, it, it takes years sometimes, but I have a huge, huge catalog over 150 published songs and, They'll get to the people now. I think the the more that I I start touring more, uh, the more people dig back into the uh, the archives of uh, all the records that I have, and we're getting ready to uh, to work on a new project. And uh, the future looks extremely uh, promising. Well, uh, you have the uh, award-winning song that you did with the great Anders Osborne. Uh, and that one uh, is uh, The Lord is Waiting and the Devil is Too. Many times we've seen you do the finale. You you won the uh, Blues Music Award, uh, Blues Foundation Award for that song. Am I correct? Yeah, that's right. I've been nominated a bunch of times. Um, you know, my, my music doesn't fall center into the blues. So, um, right. It, it's, right. It, it, I, I, don't, I don't feel that it... Um, a lot of the music is uh, should actually be uh, you know presented with uh, by by a, something like just a, you know, the blues being offered, but um, people get what they get out of it, and that particular song just went way out there. People just really loved it, and and it got so much airplay on the blues, uh, you know, BB King's Bluesville and. Uh, XM radio. Right. So uh, it, that right. that one got to the people, and I think that's what has to happen. That's that less is more style that can be very powerful that Anders Osborne uses. You and Anders have a tremendous synergy, and um, that you know one of my favorites. You know, I have a dozen favorite songs. I've seen Johnny Sandstone do a twelve-song show, and I loved every original song he played. And, and that's not that's that's a mouthful right there. 
talking about what a great singer-songwriter Johnny Sansone is. But the night the Pie Factory burned down was nominated, right? Uh, That's and, right, yeah. Um, and, and then, of course, um, I still say the best post-Katrina song ever written was Poor Man's Paradise. But you started winning multiple. You know, you have, you've won Blues Music Awards, but you've won a lot of Best of the Beat, uh, New Orleans Offbeat, awards and uh you're always uh, being nominated and winning for greatest blues harmonica player but your um, crescent city moon that somber with the what it chromatic harmonica is a masterpiece you got nominated for like seven awards for crescent city moon didn't you uh no i won them all <laughs> one that was a that was a big year for me, uh, 1980, 1996, I think it was. Right. Uh, yeah, so I won every award that it was uh, nominated for. So Song of the Year was one of them, yeah, for uh, Crescent City Moon. And, well, Johnny, uh, uh, Rounder picked that record up, and then my, right. my career got a nice kick from that, so we ran with that right. for a little while. Rounder yeah. Records, known for their... Their artistic uh, work, recognizing great artists like Marsha Ball and uh, <clears throat> Johnny Sansone. Johnny, um, let's uh, just talk for one second about um, the, um, uh, the the recent stuff. Um, I think Nancy was just saying that a couple of your albums have been recognized uh, recently, I know you put out a blues album, but the album before that, that uh, um, wasn't that just didn't that just win some award or get some recognition or something, uh, or have some milestone in sales? I think it's uh, maybe talking about Hopeland. That that right. record, yeah, I did that record with um, Anders Osborne and the guys from. Uh, the Mississippi, North Mississippi All-Stars. And um, we did that in um, a beautiful brand new studio in Mobile, Alabama. And um, it was more of a songwriter records. Um, it it, it kind of didn't get the kick it needed, but um, it's one of my favorites. And we still do a bunch of songs from that record. Well, uh, I want to you know, just again, tell people that they should uh, uh, go to wherever they get music. Your stuff is published. It's available everywhere, isn't it, Johnny? Give us a, just name off a few places, Spotify, Apple Music. Where can we get your stuff? Yeah, it's on all platforms. Uh, I hope it right. is. <laughs> I don't, uh, uh, we, I, I'm pretty sure it is. We don't, I, I don't maintain that stuff myself. So, uh, if it's not, I need to find out. But right. as far as I know, you can get it anywhere. Yeah. Right. Well, people should check it out because, uh, Johnny is coming in a, in a major feature role starring in one of the most important productions that we've ever done. You know, I'm so proud that the more notoriety and recognition and success that we have at Tony Martin Presents, the greater I am able to pay tribute to my father and the history of Tony Martin. By the way, it would have been 110 years. Uh, Dad was uh, January 11th, 1914, Johnny. Uh, wow. How about that? Uh, 
Johnny is Italian. We share that heritage, uh, of course. Uh, but um, let's just uh, talk for a minute about Mardi Gras. Uh, it is carnival season. It's a short carnival season. Uh, I'd like to focus for a minute on the Mardi Gras Indians and what that means to African-American culture in the United States and in the world, bearing in mind that when the slaves left the French Quarter, uh, when they escaped and they ran out into the swamps, it was the Native Americans that first met them and helped them and, and taught them to be able to survive in the swamp. And that is the long-standing, very old roots of the tradition of the Mardi Gras Indian tribes. And Johnny Sansone uh, is one of the most popular white Italian uh, people in that world of Mardi Gras Indians and Zulu. So he speaks from a really unique perspective. Johnny, why don't you pick it up from there? Man? Well, um, yeah, there's a lot of culture that it dates back so far. It's it, that uh, it's even it's way way too much to bring up. But um, during the slavery years, um, a lot of the plantations uh, they only existed because they had slaves, and a lot of that land was Indian land before <laughs> the plantations were there. So uh, it was it was uh, you know for them to escape to um, for the slaves to escape into Indian territories was uh, an option at that time and and the Indians welcomed welcomed them so yeah there's a lot of people um, a, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of my friends here uh, the Nevilles you, there's a whole bunch of different families here that that uh, date back to you know native. Uh, Americans, uh, which they're very proud of. Sure. Uh, we're we're all uh, <laughs> we're we're all Europeans in their eyes. I mean, we didn't come here, you know. We didn't have the the same blood that they have here, and and um, it's well respected and documented. So um, that's part of the celebration of you know their people of this earth here and uh, and and this land. Um, and a lot of parties. Like, a lot of street parties and street parades center around that. Uh, you know, the performances that you'll be doing with the Mardi Gras Indians and, um, and, uh, and, and around New Orleans, you know, people who don't know the true, you know, aspects of the historical, uh, cultural and musical significance of Mardi Gras. I mean, it's a whole body of culture, a whole body of music, uh, and it's so important. Uh, the Neville brothers became the Neville brothers because their their uncle, Big Chief Charlie, who was a Mardi Gras Indian, said, you guys got to take these Mardi Gras Indian street beats and chants and make them into music. And, you know, that you guys were the meters. Mark Neville and uh, George Porter and the Neville brothers. And it really has spawned something that is one of the biggest parts of the Mardi Gras celebration, Johnny. And, and I'd like you to, you know, talk a little bit about how great it is to be part of, uh, of all of that. You know? Well, 
I'm going to start out by saying don't ever tell an Indian, uh, a Mardi Gras Indian, that they that you like their costume <laughs> because they are not costumes. They're their suits, and they make a new suit every year. Right. And uh, the in, the Indians are very proud about their handmade suits that they make every year as a different color, a different design. And right. um, hundreds and hundreds of hours go into the bead work and everything. It is just amazing to see this stuff. And when they come out Mardi Gras morning with their new suit, it's uh, it happens early in the morning. And uh, it's, it's a tradition. Um, that is just amazing to be part of. And that's when the day starts and, and the day Mardi Gras celebration starts right. for the Indians. And they, have, in the they used to have mock battles. The battlefield, and in, in one of the battlefields is where the Superdome is today. And, my, and, of course, Claiborne Avenue, where the freeway is, that was all Mardi Gras Indian uh, uh, country there. You know, I recall all those nights, Johnny, uh, being in Tipitina's, listening to the Neville brothers doing, you know, that song every day at carnival time, we make a new suit every year at carnival time, we make a new suit. That's exactly what you're talking about. I assume that was a Neville brothers song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, And, uh, you, you're very close with Monk Boudreaux. And ironically, now I'm considering trying to engage, uh, give a give a concert engagement to Monk Boudreaux's son, <laughs> Big Chief Joseph Boudreaux. So time kind of rolls on with the generations there, and the Mardi Gras Indians, huh, Johnny? It's a pretty amazing family when you think about. Uh, as far as I know, it's the only uh, in in. The only time in the history of the Grammys where a, a grandfather, a son, and a grandson all were nominated for the same category. That was last year. When we finished wow. Monk's record and it got nominated uh, for a Grammy. Uh, and he actually won uh, the uh, best dressed. <laughs> he said, I'm a player, Johnny. They saw that. <laughs> and they... Uh, they gave him the best dress at the Grammy, so uh, that was a big thing. And his his one of his grandson's also a, a designer, so they they're designing oh. clothes now. I mean, it's it's an amazing family. Yeah, oh, that's and, uh, where the third generation comes in. The grandson right. who was a designer. Yes, uh, he's designing clothes and bags and hats and all kinds of stuff, and he's doing wow. really well. So and his um, son, um, his son is of course. Got his band now, uh, and uh, it's a. Uh, uh, and I guess he was on the record with Monk. Uh, his son wasn't on Monk's last record. Um, we actually did half of that record in Jamaica, and then the rest we did at Tab Benoit's studio uh, uh, at uh, Whiskey Bayou. Uh, right. Well, by where the three? Again. Where do the three generations come in? Then that was Monk. It was Monk's grandson who was the fashion designer, and uh, yeah, so it was Chawa and uh, and Monk's grandson, uh, uh, his band, um, and right. 
and yeah, and so it, this was for the last last year's record releases, and I don't I don't think any of them were nominated this year, but um, last uh, year, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're all out there, and um, yeah, it'd be great to bring them bring them up, and uh, you know, and we had Monk up there last year, and that was pretty right. amazing uh, for people to see what that's all about, and we, and uh, you know, my guys and my band have all backed Monk, so they all understand. Uh, what this music is. And of right. course, Tom Worrell, we brought him up, uh, and, and he's in, he's in Monk's band. So that was, great, that was great. That was a keyboard. really, really nice, really, really nice show, Carmen. We really appreciate that you brought him up. Yeah. And Tom Worrell was great. And we had a fantastic time. And these are the kinds of things that I'm talking about as we get bigger and stronger and more resources, we can really bring that culture and I think it's so, so important. As I was saying on the boardwalk last year, please, because, you know, we have a lot of African-Americans, a lot of local Atlantic City people, please bring your children, your grandchildren to see the culture of this country. New Orleans became the place where American music, jazz, was born because of this unique and incredible culture that we're talking about right now. And uh, it's very important. This year, we're going to have uh, Waylon Thibodeau uh, bring the Cajun traditions, and I know how much you love him, having played with him on Tab Benoit's Voice of the Wetlands All-Stars. People are going to love that, Joe. Don't you think, Joe? Yeah, he played on my uh, uh, Poor Man's Paradise record. And uh, I go. played on his records. We all we all kind of uh, help each other out. Uh, oh yeah, and I, I know he's he's a very nice man, like so many of the Southwest Louisiana Cajuns and Creoles. They're some of the nicest people in the world. I can't believe we're running out of time already, Johnny. Uh, how yeah. excited are you about doing this? This last waltz thing that I'm putting together here uh, with Honey Island and you and Paul Nelson and Bob Margolin, who was actually in the last yeah. waltz, you've yeah. done last waltz. Uh, uh, you've done last waltz down there in uh, New Orleans several times, right? Yeah, with the same guys too. Uh, a lot of the Honey Island guys are on that. And uh, right. it's the cream of the crop down here. We do that show in support of the New Orleans Musicians Clinic every year. We haven't done it for the last couple of years, ever since uh, the well, pandemic. Gonna it, Excuse me. You're going to so, do it on so, the Summers Point Beach and the Atlantic so, City Boardwalk. And uh, another uh, announcement we haven't even made yet, plans to now expand into the Cape May Convention Center because the people of Cape May want Tony Mart legacy music produced for them as well. So as I said, we are just kind of blowing up with everything that we're doing. But you go back with us all the way to the days on Decatur Street at Levon Helms Classic American Cafe. So like Bob Margolin, you have a legacy right to this last waltz. Bob Margolin was in Martin Scorsese's movie that was filmed 11 years after Levon and the Hawks left Tony Martz. Uh, but you played many nights on Decatur Street with Levon Helm. Uh, 
we had a hell of a time down there, didn't we, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, we had the keys to the city when you were in charge, Carmen. Uh, we, I kind of missed that part. <laughs> Things were rolling back in those days, and and the acts that you brought into town there were were people that. Uh, a lot of New Orleans didn't know about these people. Uh, you know, they were bringing uh, great blues players from the West Coast, and you right. know, we don't we don't get that. So we have so much indigenous music here that there's no point in bringing anything here because we, we're, you know, we're we're so proud of the people that 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 we have here. But yet, uh, when somebody does come, it's an education to everybody. I think that's real important anywhere. And one of the important things that, that what you're speaking of is uh, the fact that music doesn't just tour. It doesn't just show up. It takes guys like you to say, I am bringing this thing and I, and I am presenting it to you to come and check out because this is a cultural thing that I think everybody should experience. And um, right. this is very important. It's not like the wrangling circus that's going to show up in your town every year. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we, uh, we, this has to be put together and presented by somebody. And uh, we hope that people will appreciate that and all the work that you do. And Nance. Well, thank you, Johnny. Uh, we had a few New Orleans bands play for us. Interestingly, the Baptiste brothers played at, at uh, Levon Helms. And I oh, just yeah. I want to tell you, John Baptiste was in that band, okay? He's yeah. now a megastar. And he played, and I think we paid all the brothers together 900 bucks for that show, okay? <laughs> we have yeah. these stories in the music business about I knew John Baptiste when, you know. And Tiny Town used to play for us. And Tommy Malone was part of that. And, oh, yeah. Uh, we're we're virtually certain that Dave Malone is going to agree to be a part of the last waltz, which is very important to me. But Tommy is in Baltimore, and he may come over and do some stuff with us too. So we had our indigenous music uh, going on there. But but um, it was really something being that close to Levon, and uh, you know you uh, you played with Levon. Levon loved the way you played. Loved your harmonica. Just real quick before we go, that's a that's got to be a highlight of your life and your career in some respects. Well, uh, you know, I was such a big fan from being a teenager that uh, I never thought I was going to get close to the guy. And when when we got down there, and I found out that he's like one of the sweetest guys in the world, I I didn't right. expect that at all. And he, yeah, he he was ready to. He was ready to help out with everything, and he, and just just the the fact to have that backbeat and get to play with him was just uh, I can't even tell you how important that was and musically right. speaking, so my my we're life. All gonna, we're all going to come together and pay homage to Levi. I'm very excited. Uh, we're doing at least three shows: uh, Wednesday the 24th in Atlantic City. Friday the 26th on the beach at Summers Point, and Monday the 29th uh, for the folks in Cape May. And we may add something else too. There's a lot of announcements that are that are coming. Johnny, I, I, I'm really excited for what's happening with your career. 
what what's the website so people can see? You're going to be starting to do a lot more dates around uh, the country. I know your people are working on it uh, as things are really moving for you. How do they check out your schedule? Uh, com, and we have a mailing list and uh, we have a newsletter and uh, you can buy any of our products there. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y, Sansone, dot com, And uh, you can check it all out there or <clears throat> or just go ahead and listen to the music and, and any of your streaming and check it out. And if you want to know more about me, you can go there and uh, and see my schedule and where I'll be and what I'm doing and uh, and reach out because we'd love to meet you. And we're going to be in New Orleans before Jazz Fest uh, the last week of February. So I hope if you're there, we'll get time to at least uh, get together and say hello and have a glass of wine or a nosh. Uh, Johnny, we love you, man. Thank you so much for being a part. You have become a part of the Tony Martin legacy, and you're going to be right there celebrating it with us when the Tony Martin legacy last waltz happens in late July. God bless you, Johnny. How you feeling? You feeling good? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, you got me thinking about clams. Clams, <laughs> right. Clams and pizza. When I was negotiating with your agent, I said, clams, pizza, and I'll even throw in some baked ziti. All right, now we're talking, because we're not going to get God that here. You. All right. God bless you, Johnny. Thank you. Thanks. We'll see you. We'll see you next month in New Orleans. Thank you, Carm. Thanks, for everybody, for listening. You're welcome, Johnny. We love you. The great Johnny Sanso. I want to mention that we have a, uh, another excellent sponsor, uh, Rich Gerber, uh, who is a wine connoisseur, but an excellent approximately 50 years of experience as a financial advisor. He has all of these great products uh, from the different fine institutions in the world, financial institutions. Right now, he's got these MIGAs, multi-year guaranteed annuities. Uh, you have the opportunity to buy these multi-year annuities that are relatively short-term. And you so that you can get your money, you know, within, uh, I believe it's um, five years and then longer and get really good fixed rates guaranteed by the institution and sold by Rich Gerber uh, uh, from the very finest, you know, Lincoln and, uh, you know, the, the greatest uh, companies in the, in the world. Uh, you know, the, the top, top rated. And also, the indexed annuities for your grandchildren. Right now, with the rates as high as they are, you can spend a couple of thousand dollars or five or ten or twenty thousand dollars or more and really give your grandchildren something that will dramatically uh, help them through life. <coughs> Rich Gerber. We'll meet with you. He'll talk about all these details. He'll talk about Medicare supplements. He'll talk about um, long-term health care. And he'll talk about you and your family, uh, your children, your grandchildren, uh, your future. You know, I like to say he's the guy who helps you secure your future financially 
so that you can let the good times roll. As we say here on Tony Mart, presents music, food, fun, and travel. Let the good times roll every Saturday here on WPG, 1450 AM. And a big part of that is uh, our sponsorship with our good friend, Rich Gerber, who comes to the parties and uh, is a great source of information about wine, but on his occupational side, you can call him at 609-653-9101. He's right in um, Linwood, New Jersey, Central Avenue in Linwood. He has an office, but he'll meet you for a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and talk with you. And it's a really great thing to get a free consultation and analysis from a very, very knowledgeable guy like uh, Rich Gerber. And, and, and we are really very grateful to him and, and, and thank him so much. And I want to, again, thank the Circle Wicker Store uh, for being such a fantastic uh, supporter and sponsor. Um, the, um, the wines are available. Some of these great wines like the Pessimist and the Cabernet Sauvignon from Dow. Uh, at really reduced prices. Uh, the Chardonnays, uh, you know, you cannot go wrong getting a, a bottle of Schlumberger, uh, uh Sonoma Valley uh, Chardonnay uh, for your guests, for your friends, for people who are Chardonnay drinkers for like $10, you know. This is a fine... Uh, a fine Chardonnay to have at your table and at your party. And all of the great items, uh, the, uh, the Grand Passion uh, and the finer Cabernets, the cereal Cabernet, uh, there are a lot of them uh, that um, the Bowen, this really, really was a big, big one. We've done a lot of tastings with Circle, and, and it, this was a big one uh Bowen uh, for us uh, in the fall tasting season. Uh, and you might want to try that if you're a Pinot Noir drinker. Uh, again, Chet has it. That's like a 30-something bottle, and he's got it marked down to like 20, 30-something. I mean, these are world-class wines I'm talking about. Uh, and there's uh, some exclusive Dow wines if you want to talk to Chet about that. He's got them, and uh, we want to thank him uh, for uh, uh, for being a part of, of Chet Malloy and all of the folks at the Circle. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, they are so generous to everyone, and they are probably the best independent liquor store in the world. A lot of fun and a great place to get ready to let the good times roll. Uh, I am hoping that... Chef Phil Gormley will be here. Uh, oh, Phil's on the line? Oh. Phil, I'm sorry to keep you waiting. In my opinion, best fine dining in South Jersey is on the mainland at Smithville Inn, the beautiful town of Smithville. And the man who makes it happen is with me right now, Phil Gormley. Chef Phil Gormley, welcome to the show, Chef. 
It's a pleasure to be here, Carmen. Thanks for having me once again. It's uh, nice to hear your voice, and uh, we got to see you for New Year's Eve. It was nice to see you. It was How are you today? It was fantastic. We loved it. New Year's Eve, we had a great, great meal. Uh, Nancy just loves uh, your chicken limon. And, you know, I, I want to talk about these hearty uh, winter dishes uh, that you have. Am I correct? You said uh, you're, you're going to be uh, on these three-course uh, three specials. You're going to be doing stuff like beef and duck. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing there because for a $35 three-course prefix at a restaurant that is as great as your restaurant, this is a fun way to warm up in the winter. Tell us about it. Um, yeah, we, so we do the three for 35 menu um, for the winter and into the spring even. Um, we try and offer a lot of value. Uh, I have uh, a lot of great things. So we had last week we had duck breast. This week we have roasted duck um, on the menu with bok choy, miso glaze. Uh, there's veal parmesan this week. Uh, I think that's a, a great deal. Um, black and mahi, uh, flounder franchise. And the pot pie, of course, um, so that, you know, we could offer a well-rounded, you know, presentation. Let, you know. let me just stop for a minute and, and just say something. You understand he's talking about three courses for $35, and he's serving veal. He's serving fresh fish, flounder, and mahi. He's serving duck. He's serving all these high-end gourmet meals, the quality of the procurement, in other words, what he buys to serve the people is unsurpassed consistently throughout the meal. And, uh, I mean, this is a great, great treat for people. Uh, and, of course, your signature pot pies are, you know, renowned throughout the region. Uh, people must really, really love it. But the other good thing about it is now that the holiday's over and People, unlike me, are watching their weight, you know. Uh, uh, it's easier to get a, a reservation, isn't it? A little easier. It was hard at the holidays. Yeah, it was uh, oppressive in the holidays um, as far as being able to get a table. Um, but now, yeah, it, it's pretty easy. Uh, today we're booked up for dinner, but uh, Sunday through Friday, it, it, it's it's not too bad. You could probably even walk in without a reservation and get sat. Um, I don't know how long that'll last. Uh, I would say until about March we start to pick up again. Um, right. But we're still pretty good with the parties. You know, we have weddings and, yeah. and, and these different events happening. But there's still openings for, for um, parties as well, especially in February. So if you're looking to book a party, now's a good time. Well... Uh, that's a strong move for a corporate or a personal or an engagement or rehearsal or wedding, any of that, uh, because they get you and your great staff, your great uh, group of chefs. You're the executive chef. You have great chefs under you, and you have great service, and you have Lynn, right, who yeah. is a tremendous <laughs> hostess that does so many things. And that's the front of the house, and let's face it, Everybody, you know, that's an important element for your private party or your group party to have that front of the house and your service. Your people are so nice and so good. I know that Tony Coppola, uh, the owner of Smith Rills, takes a lot of pride in that. 
and the total package with the ambiance and the history and the feel and the service and your food, it's no wonder it's hard to get a reservation there, but I'm very proud that we uh, we have the relationship we have between Tony Martz and Smithville Inn. Uh, uh, tell us a few things, please, Phil, uh, you know, um, about people come in and they're like me. They rave about things that you're that you're doing. Uh, Nancy raves about the uh, the tomatoes, tomato salad that you do. She just loves it. Uh, and it's, it's probably because you, you use that great cheese on it. Tell us oh, a little yeah. bit about that. So, I mean, you had touched upon it, the procurement of the product. It took uh, many years to learn the ins and outs of uh, procurement and, and different purveyors and to make sure things come in fresh and the best um, desserts and things of that nature. So it starts with making sure the product is fresh and really good. Then you have to prepare it properly. And then when, once it hits the line, the the guys have to be trained properly and have a passion for the food as well so um but you know when it gets to that point um we we put it together um the salad that nancy liked um it was a uh and i don't have it now because it's the the winter time i have the burrata with um roasted butternut squash that's the and then the brussels sprout salad shaved brussels sprouts with uh champagne um, I mean, I'm sorry, it's apple cider vinaigrette and bacon bits and uh, sun-dried cherries and almonds. That's a nice um, dish for this time of the year. But we were using um, a nice um, blue cheese, crumbled blue cheese uh, for that salad. Um, the fried right. um, shallots, fried shallot strings. And oh, Phil, tell me about those two desserts you just rattled off. Uh, you know, these two things that you're doing, those are, I mean, they're not desserts, they're appetizers, right? Uh, yes, they're, they're on the salad station. So, yeah, it's just shaved Brussels sprouts. Um, very, very simple, but, the you know, the ingredients that we build it with are great. Uh, you know, with the, the Nooski's bacon chopped up in there. Uh, sun-dried cherries is my favorite. And uh, the uh, toasted almonds. And then we make the dressing in-house with uh, apple cider vinegar and honey. Um, and a little Dijon mustard, shallots, salt, pepper. Very simple, but fresh. No preservatives, you know. And right. then the burrata, we get the burrata from Verola um, Meats. And he has some of the best burrata and you can pair it with anything. Um, you know, it's not just a caprese. I, I do it with butternut squash. Or this summer we did it with, uh, we did a strawberry, um, oh my goodness, um, bruschetta. We did a strawberry bruschetta with it. And uh, it pairs oh, well. well. It's just creamy and then the, the acidity with it. It's really great. But What uh, are you doing? Um, I, missed, I missed something there. Uh, the... Um the burrata, which for people who don't know, is a real buttery, rich mozzarella-style cheese. Uh, and, you know, he's saying he gets it from this purveyor. That purveyor is making it, or he's got a place right there that's making it. So it's, you know, very fresh, farm to table. But the butternut squash, how is that dish done, Phil? So we'll roast it in the oven, but we toss it with maple syrup, 100% maple syrup, and a touch of honey, a touch of salt, and you just roast it in the oven. And uh, you want to have it still like a little al dente with integrity. And, um, you know, there's a little bit of um, texture in the plate. And we serve that with uh, sun-dried cherries as well. 
and um, oh. arugula. Right. Right, and right, the fig right. jam. I forgot the fig jam too. That's a, that's a big component. Last time I was in Florence, I bought a big bag of sun dried of uh, sun dried cherries at the at the big market there in Florence, Italy. Uh, this is the level that you're that you're dealing with here. Now the the three course special. Uh, <laughs> that's Monday through Thursday. Yes. Right. And we also do happy hour from 5 to 7 as well. You'll find some really good um, some appetizers and some good wines and beers that you could try out for, for a low cost. 5 to 7 at the happy hour. Uh, you know, I, I, just, I have such a great life, and I go all over and have a great time. But I just when I hear about Smithville, I just want to go there. I just love it so much. I think it is truly one of the greatest and most charming attractions and assets that we have in South Jersey. And uh, like I said, we're just so proud to be able to say that uh, we we can share with our listeners about you and what a great chef you are and Tony Coppola and what a great place you run and how beautiful, how beautiful it is. Now on the weekend, they can get the prime rib. It's, it's my understanding that you might have the best prime rib on earth. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, there are some really good ones out there, but um, we, we do a good job. We cook it overnight, slow roast it like many of the great establishments would. Um, that's the only way that I know how to do it. That way it's tender. Uh, you could cut it with your fork um, and season with fresh herbs and garlic, salt, pepper. And um, we have it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And Fridays we are going back in the next week or two where we're going to serve it for $35 um, instead of, I believe it's 42 on the menu. So you get a little discount on Fridays on the prime rib. Wow. You know, as busy as I am, I'm only going to be in South Jersey for a couple of weeks coming up now next week. But I'm coming to see you, man. I just feel, and, and I'm sorry that we got cut short on time. I didn't realize you were holding for me. Uh, but I, that means I want to have you again uh, in uh, late February uh, next month and catch up with everybody so they know. But, you know, the, the bottom line is, um, go to Smithville and it's great and do one thing Phil we're at the end so you can join us and tell everybody what we tell everybody the preceding program was paid for and presented by Tony Mart Presents